Hey, and welcome to Let's Talk CPF, a podcast where we bring conversations on CPF to your ears. Brought to you by the CPF Board, this podcast will answer common questions, offer tips, and feature interviews on CPF and financial planning. Thanks for listening, and let's get straight into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk CPF. I'm Michelle, your host for today, and we have in our studio the co-founder of the Work Salaryman, Her Reiming, with us. Hi, Reiming. Hi, Michelle. It's uh, great to be here. Thank you for being here with us today. So we all know you as the co-founder of the Work Salaryman. Perhaps you can share more about yourself with us, you know, like what you do for work, how did you develop this passion for financial independence and all. Sure. So, I mean, first of all, I like to say, you know, I'm not a 40-year-old man, which a lot of people <laughs> think uh, I am on, on the internet for, for like some reason. I actually just turned uh, 31 this year. I used to work in content and uh, marketing. So, the work that I man initially started as a response to people I was hanging out with like in the creative industry. Uh, these were people who were earning like pretty decent money. I would say like, you know, four, five, six k but they weren't saving anything. And I think when I showed them like the existing resources out there for finances, they they told me like, you know, hey, Raymond, this is just too hard for me to understand. Even though they were really, really great resources, I just felt quite frustrated. So I thought like, hey, what if we make it like really, really idiot proof? That could help some people along the way. So uh, the, the Works Area Man or TWS is our attempt to kind of help Singaporeans make better life and financial decisions. Uh, we try to use cute little illustrations to kind of change people's mindset. I mean, it's all about having like, you know, a, a growth mindset, the importance of uh, financial planning, financial literacy. And we try to break down very, very complex topics to help people get past that painful stage of doing like mental uh, gymnastics. Sometimes it's stuff like, you know, oh, people always say, Money can buy happiness. But it's more like money can buy happiness but up to a certain degree. Or, you know, uh, why your kids shouldn't be a retirement plan, you know, stuff, stuff like that. So, in an earlier conversation that we had, right, I understand that you made plans to retire by 35. That's, you know, four years away. So, I was just wondering, what made you set this goal? When I just started working in 2014, like, that was also the year that my mom got a very bad stroke. And the thing about my mom is that she worked very hard for 40 years. And I think she didn't get to enjoy like the fruits of, of her labor. So I thought like, you know, I would try to avoid that fate. And also because, you know, being financially uh, free early will help me to take better care of my parents. Mm. It probably got you thinking at quite a young age. So can you share then what were the steps you took in your pursuit to achieve this goal? Sure. So I think the, the first thing I did was, uh, you know, try to spend only like 500 bucks a month. And, and I did so for, for three years. Mm. Which is, I mean, I can tell you, like, that's quite, that's quite miserable. So how did you live on $500? I mean, I cannot imagine doing that myself. La. Yeah, so what I'll do is that I will try to save uh, $500 and then, you know, the rest of the money, if I want to spend, I would have to do freelance work or like freelance writing to actually spend those extra money. So mm. let's say I want to have a night out with my friends. So I will have to write like one article to make up for that. Which will give you like maybe a hundred bucks for that night out kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. But uh, altogether, you know, uh, I think I tried to save like a huge proportion of my salary. I think during the first uh, two, three years, I was saving like one to 1.5k a month. Mm. On on good months, you know, you could save like, you know, two, 2k. So just doing it like consistently really helped with the savings. So how did you arrive at $500? Was it, you know, a sum that you plucked out from nowhere or did you live on $500 previously? Yeah, so uh, 
back in 2009 when I was a, a recruit in NS, I actually, you know, didn't get a lot of money. I think every month they gave like, and maybe it's like $580. Yeah. But actually, I found that, you know, to be okay, you know, uh, in terms of spending there every month. So what I did was, you know, to try to lift off 500 bucks every month, kind of like a recruit. So I saw it as like two years of national service, but now to myself, you know, to, to help me become financially uh, independent. <laughs> okay, that's quite interesting. So when did you start saving for this goal? Was it only when you started working or, you know, a few years later or how far away, you know, are you from this goal now? Are you on track? Yeah. So, I mean, if, if all goes well, you know, at a current rate, I think I'll reach it in two to three years. Oh, before you turn 35. Yeah, so that's quite lucky and, and, and fortunate. Yeah, that means you are also making good returns on whatever investments you've made. So did you start saving for this goal when you were 24? Uh, no, I actually started end of the first year I started working which when I was 25. Right. So I remember, you know, uh, at the end of 2014, I was just looking at my bank accounts. Like, I think there was only like 6,000 6, in there after working for a whole year. Mm. And I thought like, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to make this like $100,000 in, in, in three years' time. <laughs> and so did I, you? I, yeah, yeah, I, I did. I just worked like uh, furiously towards that. Right. Of course, that's also on top of your day job, la, like your salaried job. You know, you, I guess you took on like side job, like, you know, side hustles and all that. Okay, after you hit your goal, obviously it would be retirement. So what does retirement look like for you? Yep. So I think a lot of people think retirement is, you know, sitting on a beach in Bali or, you know, taking all those cruise liners. Yeah, but I think retirement for me is doing something meaningful. So I mean, I, maybe it's not mm. retirement, maybe, maybe it's more like semi-retirement. So, uh, I mean, mm. for myself, like the one thing I like to do when I'm semi or like, you know, retired is to take like one long cycling trip from Europe to, to Singapore. Right. I think like after that trip there, I can, you know, move on with life because that, <laughs> that's been something I've been dreaming of for uh, the past three to four years. Yeah. Okay. I saw, I saw that you did a cycling trip within like Mongolia itself. Yeah. I think that was quite an experience also. Yeah. I, I actually got lost, you know, uh, in a blizzard for, for three days. Oh my God. And, and then so my, cool. my girlfriend panicked and thought I, I died. So she actually <laughs> called MFA to, oh, to activate wow. like a, a search and rescue team for me. But, but fortunately I called before the team was activated. Oh, okay. Okay. If not, it would have been quite... I think she would have been quite panicky too. I mean, she was really quite panicky. But like, it would have been in the news and we will, it would be super embarrassing. So. <laughs> okay, so for many Singaporeans, you know, CPF forms the foundation of their retirement planning. So where does CPF feature in yours? Yep, so uh, my CPF is kind of like the bond portion of my portfolio. It is the very safe investments that I would kind of fall back on if like, let's say my other financial plans don't work out. And I mean, let's face it, like, because mm. no nothing in finance is, is guaranteed. So I guess CPF is kind of like the, the rock. Yeah. To be really honest, like I try not to rely on, on CPF too much. I feel like if I, the best case scenario is that I'm able to retire on my own uh, without CPF. So my CPF money, when it does come to me, you know, in the future, it will be kind of like a bonus. So we've been talking about retirement goals. So what exactly or how much, if you know, we're going to put a dollar figure to it, what is your retirement goal? My current goal is now is to, you know, save 500000 by 35 years old. Uh, the reason for that is because, you know, uh, a 4% yield on 500000 is is like 20000 a year, which is around 1667 a month, which is kind of what I spend every month. I think you really have calculated your maths on this and I was really quite impressed that 
to spend one, okay, we round it up to about 1,700 in that sense. I think a lot of uh, people probably spend more than that. Yeah, so I remember you also mentioned something like if you are a senior manager, then you live on like, you know, an exact pay. And then, you know, if, I mean, like what you said, you know, when you are a salaried person, you live on a recruit pay. So is that something that you live by? Yeah, so that's the idea. I mean, to always live below your means. I think it all boils down to what you want. If you want to be like financially agile and adaptable in like, you know, most economic climates, I would suggest to live below your means. Let's say one day we earn 10, 30k. I will still, you know, spend money like an average person. After like a certain amount, you know, like money doesn't really make you happy anymore. It's more about like purpose. Mm. I guess it differs from people to people, right? I mean, some people love like Rolexes and like, you know, expensive cars. But I think that's that's not really like our thing. You would go on your Europe cycling trip back to Singapore. Yeah, some of like the most fun holidays I have are actually like some of the most affordable. Like I remember cycling from Tokyo to Hiroshima. I think that was like a 1,500 kilometer trip. I spent most of it, you know, in places like Family Mart mm. or uh, just some small little unknown roadside Japanese stores. And I think that was amongst like the most fun vacations I've had. And I only spent like maybe 1,005 for like three weeks. Three weeks? Yeah. Including accommodations and flights. So uh, excluding flights, but for accommodations, I more or less like did some camping along the way. So, right. you know, to, to, to save costs. Mm. Okay, so perhaps uh, let's just round this up, you know. What would be your one advice to millennials who want to balance, you know, living a comfortable life, you know, achieving instant gratification versus planning for their retirement, you know, like delayed gratification? So I think it really, really depends what you want because there's nothing wrong with like, you know, yellowing and like, hey, I'm going to spend all my money now. I think the important thing is that we will have to deal with the, the, the consequences later. And as long as you're okay with it, I think that's fine. I know maybe it's not very in character for the work segment because it's all about, you know, uh, retiring early. But I think we realise that we can't really uh, dictate people's lives and say like, oh, this is a better choice or this is a worse choice. But what I can say is that when I plan for my retirement early, I am aware of the trade-offs is that I will suffer now and enjoy later. I think as long as you are aware of the trade-off, you can actually enjoy now and suffer later. But as long as you're okay with suffering later, I think I think that's fine. It's it's really your your decision to make. Mm. Thanks, Reming, for being here with us today and sharing all your thoughts on early retirement as well as the exciting trips that you've taken, you know, on a budget. With that, we've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Before you go, we would love to hear from you. Email us with your questions or comments at podcast at cpf.gov.sg so we can create better content for you. You can also leave us a review on the platform you're listening from to help others learn about our podcast. For the latest news, visit cpf.gov.sg slash podcast or follow our social media pages. Thank you once again. Until the next time, let's talk CPF. CPF.